It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, my name's Jess Phillips, and this is yours sincerely. Usually in this podcast, I give my guests a chance to celebrate three people that mean the world to them. Someone they love someone who's no longer around, and someone who doesn't realise how significant a role they've played in their lives. But this week, as part of a special series of episodes to celebrate International Women's Day, I'm speaking to inspiring women about the issues that matter the most to them. I've spoken to writers, activists, presenters and comedians, and they've shared the letters they would send to someone they love, someone who's no longer around, and someone who doesn't realise the impact they have had on their lives. So today, I wanted to share some of my favourite letters that the inspiring women I've spoken to would send to the women who have inspired them. Female friendship is powerful. I've had really heartwarming conversations with guests about the friends who've shown up for them at the moments they've needed them the most. Here's author Holly Bourne on the group of childhood friends who've supported her throughout her life and inspired one of her books. My Princess Tiger WhatsApp group, which is the WhatsApp group that we have named after my friend's cat, Princess Tiger. And it's a group of my girlfriends that I've known since I was a teenager. I remember there was an episode of Sex and the City once where Sarah Jessica Parker describes her girlfriends as her insides. She's like, they're my insides. And that's how I feel about the Princess Tigers. The magic of being friends with a group of women who have known you since before you started your period. And the fact that we've just maintained a friendship, the friendship has never been complicated. It's just like pure, genuine, safe, healthy female friendship. And I just think that is, yeah, it's everything. And I'm, I write novels to teenage girls. And one of my kind of series that I'm best known for is this Spinster Club series, which is like about a group of girls who start a feminist campaign group at their school called the Spinster Club. And that was actually inspired by... For Tiger Princesses, because we did one Valentine's Day, none of us could get a date. So we started a spinster club and we made membership cards. <laughs> um, we were only like 16 and we all got like somebody got their nose pierced and it was just <laughs> like, and you know, so that inspired like one of my most successful series of books. Um, so I owed them. The description of it being the insides is quite hard. And I suppose you've dedicated much of your career to trying to express and write female friendship like that because it's a bit like when I try and describe a dream and it sort of slips away from you. I cannot put into words, I don't think, what those women mean to me. Yeah, it's it's weird and how much they know you in a way that even like my husband will never know me as well as these women do because 
the amount of boyfriends these girls we've all seen of each other you know whereas like they saw you know see me for all my different relationships I've seen them for different relationships and there's just something about growing up with someone just gives you this knowingness you know such like a full narrative and yeah we've just all grown up together and just supported each other through so much I was kind of when I was writing notes to us I was thinking of all the things we've held each other through from like horrific losses you know abusive relationships failed marriages jobs where we're wringing each other sobbing on the toilets because we hate our bosses so much becoming mothers or struggling to become mothers or the drunken antics that you know the stories you have about each other when you're 19 years old and were so drunk you've knocked over eight foot Christmas tree on top of a whole pub and you just like it's just this knowingness as well as this like this solidarity that I think being a woman is really hard and you just come up against lots of stuff that you shouldn't and there's just that getting of it and it is hard I think because women are very groomed to see each other as competitors it's really hard to get friendships when you don't let that edge in but it's when you manage it they're just your life rafts and they're there for you also, they are the funniest, those WhatsApp groups as well. They are like the, often on a Sunday morning, I think when everybody's maybe a bit hungover or anything, there is just nowhere I want to be other than inside the head of my mates on that WhatsApp group who are just taking the mick out of each other. And yeah, they are the funniest. And you start in the middle of the conversation, that's what you say, is there's no effort because of years of history means you don't have to start at the beginning. I don't have to give you the context. I don't have to explain to you how this particular thing made me feel because you've seen me feel this for 20 years. So just imagine all those other times. Because sometimes, especially the experiences of being a woman being difficult, sometimes the thing I find the most difficult and tiring is having to explain myself. And I don't ever have to do that with them. They understand it immediately. Even though I spent my whole life dedicated to talking about and fighting for things to be better for women and how they're shitter for women. I wouldn't swap because of the moments where I'm going to literally wet myself and I can no longer breathe and there's wine coming out of my nose. And, like, you've started to cry because it's just so painful that you're laughing so uncontrollably over it doesn't stack up in the retelling of the joke. It wouldn't ever stack up in the retelling of the joke if I were to say... Because my friend Jane had said this, it like it wouldn't be funny to anybody else, but to me, that is like medicine. That is like medicine, and I wouldn't give it up. And maybe men have it too, and that's great. I hope they do, but I don't know about that, and I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't swap it, even though I think women have a shitter deal and get paid less. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sometimes like, oh, but we have female friendship. Like, it's just really, really good. And like, I remember, like, you know, my husband sometimes he jokes. Sometimes he's like, literally, I can hear you greet a friend on the steps, and before she's even come upstairs to the living room. You've shared more and had a deeper connection with each other than I have with my best mate from like overtentious. Like within, how are you? Oh well, blah blah blah. How are you, blah? And he's just like, that took me fifteen years <laughs> to break through. And even though we never talk about that one night, we said sometimes we're sad to each other. In <laughs> so you know, and there, there was like envy almost in his voice. You know, and you're just, I'm like, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a truly magical thing. And yeah, I just love them, you know, dearly. And it's just very uncomplicated. How would you sign off a letter to them? 
I've written it here. Thank you for making me laugh, keeping me sane, and helping me feel loved and understood for over 20 years. I love you girls beyond words. Yours sincerely, Holly. As we grow up and have new experiences, our friendships shift and evolve. But there's something special about the friends who stay the course. I spoke to comedian Issy Sooty about the appreciation she wanted to share for her friend Josie Long. This person isn't by any means my only friend, but she's someone who's moved away recently. I feel like our friendship hasn't changed and I I worried it would because we both lived in London for a long time. She's moved up to Glasgow and I'd say our friendship has actually got stronger since she's moved away, which sounds bizarre, but I think perhaps we make more of an effort to contact each other. What's her name? Josie. Josie. Yeah, and it's Josie Long, who you might know. Oh, yes, Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did my first gig with her in probably... God, like maybe 2003 and she'd been going for ages. So when we first gigged together, I just, I felt like she just exuded positivity and joy, a kind of pure curiosity about life and a kind of purity in some way, like a kind of childlike quality, I suppose. And I just threw my arms around her when she came off, but she didn't know me. I think she was a bit like, what are you doing? And I was like, hi. I just felt really kind of like, God, I really want to hug you. I think you're amazing. We've lived together in Edinburgh lots of times when we've done the festival and been through lot, you know, met each other's boyfriends. And, you know, like now I look back, now we're both settled down with blokes and kind of go, gosh, you know, I nearly married that person and I was with that guy for ages and blah, blah, blah. And she is kind of by my side all the time and she knows. So we've got that real shared history. And I think you can have other people, can't you, that you've got that shared history with that you still don't feel that close to. So it's not just that we've been friends for a long time. It's also that I think she really, really knows me. She really listens and she's just so kind. Do you think she knows how much you mean to her? She must do. I think she does. But then I think sometimes you assume, don't you? And I think when life gets a bit more complicated as you get older, like in our 20s, we were just together so much because we did a lot of shows together. And then I supported her on tour and we were always doing Edinburgh and we lived near each other at one point. And maybe it's more clear than how much you mean to each other. I'm assuming that I mean a lot to her as well, how much you mean to each other. But I think I do. Through your actions, because you can show each other how much you mean to each other. So how would you sign off your letter to Josie? I'd say, even though we don't live near each other anymore, our friendship hasn't changed. If anything, it's got stronger. We never bother with pleasantries and you're one of the very few people I like getting voice notes from. I love sending you postcards and will continue to do so forever. That's quite a promise actually, isn't it? But I do really. (laughs) You're always there to listen and never judge, but can gently point out another view when it'll help me. You're one of the kindest people I know and it's an honour to be your friend. Yours Sincerely is all about letters, and I loved this beautiful letter that Philippa Perry sent to one of her best friends, Yolly. I have been asked to write a letter to you for a podcast. I picked you. I think it was the boots and last night's dinner that probably made you pip all the others to the post. Yup, I can be bought with a pair of Spanish boots. You are very clever and very accomplished and have overcome many obstacles, not least not having English as your first language. Not that anyone would ever know, as you speak and pronounce it with more correctness and erudition than anyone. Not because you are a Shakespeare scholar and very clever. That's not why I love you. 
You wanted to do an MA to do with Shakespeare once, but gave up the idea when you found out that you yourself were on the recommended reading list. Ha, ha, ha. You always think you're underqualified, or you did. But last night, I really felt you were not doing that to yourself anymore. No, anyway, it's not for your talents or generosity or boots. All right, it is for the boots a bit. It's because after 30 years, and our husbands have known each other for 40, we've got kind of comfortable with each other. That's nice, isn't it? You know, we say after dinner, shall we sit soft? Meaning, shall we leave the kitchen and hit the sofa? But we have been sitting soft with each other for decades now, and it is a beautiful thing. And next year... Covid permitting, and if we are all four still alive, we will all go to Spain on holiday and we will hear you speak your Spanish and we will be all very, very proud of you and glad of you. We love you. I love you. I love how you love your children. Your oldest is the age now that we were when we met and uh, I really appreciate you for cigarette pie. Lots of love, me. She sounds amazing (laughs) at the point you started to cry I started to cry though because it's the idea of comfort the idea of somebody you can just be yourself with completely and utterly is such a gift and in my line of work I meet lots of people who don't have anybody that they feel completely and utterly comfortable with and like all the money in the world, all the riches, all the fame, all the success, like just having somebody you can, I don't know, just watch Strictly with in communal silence is the greatest gift. It's such a gift. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. A running theme throughout the podcast has been strong female role models. From Oprah to Taylor Swift, the Spice Girls to Agatha Christie... 
guests have shared the letters of appreciation they would send to the women who have inspired them the most. Here's Deborah Francis White on two of the women whose work has influenced her the most as a feminist. I suppose there's one person I know and one person that I don't know. The one person I don't know, but I don't think I would have started the Guilty Feminist podcast without her, is Malala Yousafzai, because her bravery as a child, you know, in 2013, was so remarkable to me that she said, no, I'm going to school and at the risk of my life. I can't imagine what kind of courage that would take. And that's a sort of, for me, like an old-fashioned sort of activism where, you know, like the suffragettes knew uh, my life's going to be terrible, but future generations of women's life are going to be immeasurably better, so I will sacrifice my time on earth for the greater good. And But where do you get that from when you're a child? The suffragettes weren't children. To watch this, you know, to see this young woman do what she did so bravely and then speak about it so bravely. And she and I have the same book publisher, so we did a book event together. When she spoke on stage, I watched it and it was amazing. She's just so funny and fun and she was at Oxford and she said, oh, my brother wants to come to Oxford now and I don't want him to come to Oxford. I'm really cool at Oxford and I don't want him coming in, sort of making me uncool, you know, or something. She said something like that. It was really funny and she was just so charming and I don't know what I was expecting but I was expecting her not to be ordinary because I think we impose extraordinariness of every, you know, I was expecting her to be some kind of superhero. What she made me realise is, no, you, are, you, an ordinary person, can do an extraordinary act and change the world. And I think that gave me the courage I mean, The Guilty Feminist is all about, I'm a feminist, but I don't quite know what I'm doing. But at least it gave me the courage to go, I will, I will enter the dialogue. You know, she has that quality of, you know, you just go, yeah, yeah, no, I'm an ordinary person in my life. I'm not inaccessible to you. I just made a big choice because I was experiencing a great injustice. And, and that is, you know, we use the word inspiring too much, but that is, it in, literally moves you to go, well, then who am I? to say I'm too ordinary. That's the magic of Malala, I think. She, it is the magic of her, although um, I have to say, even after I, I was a member of parliament and I went in to speak at her school, they'd asked me to come in and do, a, like, you know, a sort of, I go into lots of schools and talk to, she went to a girls' school, so um, especially talking to young women about activism and politics and how, you know, how and uh, um, why they should be taking that up. <laughs> And I was speaking to her year at her school and she wasn't in the classroom at the time. And like halfway through me talking to these girls, she came into the classroom and, you know, she's just one of the school girls, just exactly like the other girls in her class. There is nothing quite like trying to lecture about activism for Lali Yusuf. So you can imagine that was, I mean, she was very gracious. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, and the other person who I hope she knows, but it's always hard to say, you know, like without sounding, but who she saved me a couple of times, I think, um, is Emma Thompson, 
because she came along to a show, saw, it was a big show at the Palladium, saw the kind of felt the roar of the crowd and saw what we were doing. And then I just saw her backstage. I didn't really even know for sure she was in the audience. Her daughter was a fan. And then I found her wandering around backstage at the Palladium and she went, this is brilliant. And you've done something here that's, you know, feels like a kind of revolution or, a, you know, a uprising, you know. She was like, but you don't have enough old people on the stage. And I was like, you're hardly old, Emma. But she was like, you know, she was like older, you know, you've got a lot of, you know, 30-somethings and 20-somethings we probably had on the stage. And she said, um, I want to come out and say something. She said, but I've heard you're running over. I was like, we'll make time. We'll pay the late fee. And, you know, she came out and she just did this amazing piece where she just did, she talked about, doing stand-up as a young woman and how sexist it was and sort of did a bit of a stand-up comedy routine. And that support, you know, and she supported me throughout. And and I don't know, the thing about Emma is I think she really is a genuine-hearted supporter of women and she's very generous with her time and her emotional energy and focus. And And a couple of times when I've been really, really down and thought I can't go on because something's happened, she's been there. You know, and and really been there for me, really, really been there for me. And you know, in Britain, very difficult to say to somebody, "If it wasn't for you," because I think then you sounds like you're flattering somebody, or you know, and I <laughs> and we just don't or, like that here in Britain. <laughs> yeah, or it's like, well, I have another biscuit, you know. Uh, <laughs> so I hope Emma Thompson knows. I think she does. There are times when you just think, "I'm getting it all wrong. I can't do it," and I can't, you know, and it's been such a tough year and a half in every single way for all of us and you know and if you then have like a personal blow or a career you know derailment or something having somebody who the whole world believes in believe in you means you can keep going sometimes the people who have the most significant impact on you are people you've only met in passing or people who were only in your life for a brief period of time in this letter, Vicky Patterson shared a story of a powerful woman who empowered her to believe in herself and take the next step in her life. My life's really fast and loads of people have come into it at different times and, and meant something to me. But like, I considered like the most pivotal change in my life was, right? And it was when I left Geordie Shore and had this faith in myself that there was something else out there for me and I wasn't doing myself any favours in that space anymore. And I wouldn't have come to that decision if it hadn't been for, yes, like, me mum and, yes, like, me own resolve as well. But there's this one woman. We'd had, like, our fair share of, like, quite shitty producers on Geordie Shore. People whose only motivations were ratings and keeping NTV happy and, you know, salacious behaviour. Like, they didn't care about your mental health, your general well-being, nothing. Not you as a person. And then we got this producer in who was wildly regarded, right, as being, like, so overqualified to be doing Geordie Shaw. She'd been doing like, she was the, like, you know, deputy executive producer on Britain's Got More Talent. Like she knew Simon Cowell, you know, like she was like, she was big licks. And like, we got her and like, nobody could believe it. And everyone was like, oh my God. And I was so excited to meet this like real powerhouse of a woman. And I was like, oh, is she going to hate me? Is she going to think I'm this? Is she going to? And actually like, she saw something in me that like I didn't even know was still there anymore like she said like you're so much brighter than you're giving yourself credit for and 
instead, like you're with this, I was with, I was in quite an unhealthy relationship at the time. And, and she was like, and you're coming, you're not coming across as this like funny and strong person. You're allowing this relationship to not only like consume you, but like it's a, you're being abused, you know? And like, I think a couple of people knew the sort of thing, things I was going through and that the relationship was very unhealthy, but nobody had actually ad- said the words. Yeah. yeah. Nobody had stood to my face and said, like, we see what's happening. And like through her nurturing me, I was able to get out of that relationship, continue on Geordie Shaw and actually like become like a slight, even just a slightly better version of myself going out of that and then eventually she said like you know there's more to you and I definitely think you've got a career in tv and a career to do this and you're bright and you're smart and all these things and she was half the reason I left she gave me this amazing faith back in myself so she cared more about the individuals than the machine she was just like one of these badass boss bitches who like just everything she touches you know just becomes that little bit better and I think she went back to her amazing high-flying job on Britain's Got Talent. God knows, she's probably doing something even more amazing now. And she probably, like, I don't even know if she even thinks of me anymore. She probably, like, But for me, that moment was so significant. And like, I often like think like, God, if you, if you could impress a person like that, Vicky, like, you know, it just gave me so much more confidence and belief in myself. There is something amazing about, and you will have been this person for somebody else and you don't realise it. That's the thing is that there is something, especially if you're a woman and you're feeling a bit unsure about yourself in a work environment or a personal environment. There is something about a woman who enters your life and just acts with total self-possession and confidence. And it's just very matter of fact about things that are going on that without thought, you know, it's not, it's not calculated to inspire. Like so many people who I meet who are genuinely inspiring, like people who've taken on, you know, made the police force not be racist anymore, or the people who stood up against Harvey Weinstein, I've met all of them. When you make out to them that they're inspiring as people, they're like, oh, me, like, you know, <laughs> really like, don't be daft. like, you know, they're, <laughs> They're like, oh God, I really was having a bad day that day. I don't know what you saw that I didn't see. And then, so what I think people should take on board, especially women, is that they're probably that person for somebody else. So you, since she gave you that sort of lease of life to believe that, you know, there was something more and that you could do it, you will have undoubtedly, a bit like with your sort of carrying Paul forward, you will undoubtedly, you will have come across some young woman who wanted uh, either on Instagram or in real life or whatever, you know, was feeling a bit like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And you will have said something that to you meant absolutely nothing. (laughs) And to them is like, oh my God, that is like the light bulb moment. (laughs) And I think that people should recognise much more that they are that person. People don't have any idea that they are that person. She doesn't have any idea that that she was that person to you, does she? You've just got no idea. But then I always say, right, like when you do like, shine, you encourage others to shine with you. And that's what she did. Like I was impressed by her. Gives permission. It's okay to be this sort of woman in this environment. It's okay. You you have my permission to be forthright, to... Be powerful. To say I'm the best at the thing I do. The letter that I would send to the women of the world is be weary of being grateful for the things that you should have been able to expect all the time. 
I spend my life working with women who have been through dreadful abuse and horrible violence, who have been coerced and exploited. And all too often, they are made to feel like they should be just grateful, just to have somebody listen to them, to have somebody hear their voice. Often in my role as a politician, people expect me just to be grateful that I get to even have a role in politics and that that should be enough. I want to tell the women of the world not to be just grateful, to always expect more, to never think that having basic rights to healthcare, basic rights to safety and a basic right to take part in democracy is enough. It will never be enough and we should always keep on pushing for more. Thank you so much for listening to this week's special International Women's Day episodes of Yours Sincerely. If you want to hear more conversations just like this, make sure to follow Yours Sincerely with Jess Phillips on the podcast provider of your choice. And why not write a letter to your friends telling them all about this podcast? You can also follow us on social media. We're at Jess Phillips Pod. Goodbye. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.